My name is Sandy, and I am the other pastor here at Rosa Parks. Now imagine, if you will, God the Father, God Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit discussing what the first Christmas would be like. The Father might say something like this. Jesus, okay, here's the plan to show humanity what we're really like, who we really are. Soon, we're going to have you put on flesh, just like we put on Adam. We are going to get to walk again with humanity, just like we did in the garden. Do you remember that? But first, you have to be born. Yes, you have to get pushed out into the world, just like every other human being. It's not going to be pretty. In fact, it might get a little ugly. There might be some sweat and probably some tears. Even though... The woman is not going to be perfect. I have chosen this woman, Mary, who's going to be your mother. She's very young. She's kept herself pure, and she is going to be the one to give birth to you. She will be with you through it all, even at the end, when things get really, really tough. Mary's not going to do this alone, and even though she's very young and is pregnant— There's this really great dude, Joseph, who's not going to leave her. In fact, he is going to stick with her through this all, and they're going to get married. They're not going to completely understand this whole plan, but they're going to obey, and they're going to do it together. Now, Joseph, your dad, he's going to be a carpenter. You and your brothers, because you're going to have some, You're all going to work together. You will likely grow up with Joseph learning how to build things with your hands and how to serve other people. And you're going to have little sisters. But you're going to make a great big brother. As you build, you will have slivers and they're going to hurt. The heat of the sun is going to hit your neck and it will burn. As you work, you're going to have blisters on your hands, and likely as you work, they're going to burst open. And this might sound really rough, but there will be these wonderful golden moments of play with those brothers and sisters. You're going to be able to watch those baby girls grow up. You're going to go to weddings. You're going to celebrate all week and dance all night. You're going to eat this thing called honey, and it's so sweet. You are going to do this as you experience family, and you will not be alone. Now, once the time is right, we are going to start telling the people about the kingdom in a new way. It will be through you as a human with a voice as you're walking with the people. You will be present in the flesh, and you will touch the lepers. You will heal people who have been sick for years. You will teach with a new kind of authority that they have never seen before. You will be with the people. But the religious people, they're going to hate you. They're going to hate you for hanging out with the people who are very needy, and they're so needy that they know how to ask for help. They will hate you for hanging out with prostitutes. For teaching the truth. 
for exercising power over demons, and they will hate you because of who you choose to be with. They will hate you so much that you will eventually hang on a cross, and you will be alone up there. It will be unlike any pain you've ever experienced. You will have to submit to the will of God. You will die and it will seem like loneliness and darkness and death and sadness wins. But it doesn't get the last word. You will not stay dead because three days later, the women will discover and then proclaim that the tomb is empty. And you will again get to walk among the people. You will be able to explain things in a new way to your followers because I will send the Spirit to live in them forever and ever. And the power of darkness and sin and death will be broken forever. And we will get to dwell with the people as never before. They will never again be without us. Jesus, the humans have this phrase, this is your mission, should you choose to accept it. And Jesus might have said something like this, not my will, Father, but yours. Now this Advent season, in the month of December, we've been talking about God being with us in the wilderness, in the storm, in the valleys, because we need to be reminded in the hard times that God is with us. Sometimes we feel like he's forgotten about us. He doesn't care about us. He doesn't even notice what's going on with us. It's all based on Matthew 123, where it says Jesus will be born and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Life Church and Greg Crochelle, if you've ever heard of them, came up with this series, and so we've adopted it. And Craig himself had written a dialogue between the Godhead, and so I adopted some of it, and I used it as a beginning for my own version. So I'm giving him credit, all right? Not stealing sermons here, all right? Now, the Bible doesn't give us a lot of details about Jesus' life from birth until he came on the scene. So please forgive my creative license and imagination today. But what the Christmas story does tell us in the Bible is that Jesus was a real, live human who walked with the people. But that idea of God being with us did not start when Jesus was born. In fact, our story begins in the Garden of Eden in Genesis. God was with creation, the waters, the animals, and the humans. In Genesis 3.18, it even says God was enjoying the cool of the day and was walking in the garden. God continued to be with his people, even after the Garden of Eden, he was with Abraham, calling him out, choosing him to be his. He walked with Israel and saved them out of slavery in Egypt. He followed them in the wilderness and led them. It was a pillar of fire or a cloud, depending on if it was day or night. He continued to be with the people, speaking through the prophets. And at the end, we believe in Revelation, God will bring heaven to earth, and he will be among us, all of us. No matter what we think about God, it says every tongue and tribe and nation and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. God will be with us. God is with us always. Nothing changed <clears throat> when Jesus came, but it was different. And today, God is still with us. 
He is near us. He is all around us. He is here. And for those of us who decide to follow Jesus, who say, not my will, but yours, Lord, those of us who see Jesus as king as we sing it at, G- at Christmas, God goes another step further. He doesn't just say, I'll be with you, or I'll be near you. See, Jesus promised us in John 14 that when Jesus as a human rose again and went into heaven to be with the Father, they sent the Spirit to not just live near us, but to live in us forever and ever. Once we say yes to Jesus, not only are we with God, we have him alive in us. And that's good news because it means I'm never alone. And you're never alone. We are never alone. It says Emmanuel, God with us. It doesn't just say Emmanuel, God with me. God with us. See, when things hit the fan like the storm or the valley or the wilderness, when when things hit the fan, you need that person. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're a person. See, when school is boring, friends make a bearable, or so I hear from my teenager. When COVID isolates, you find your friend bubble. When the election results roll in, you call your neighbors to watch it. When the tornadoes rage through town, volunteers show up. It doesn't take the problems away, but it doesn't leave you alone as you face them. A few years ago, we had dear friends whose baby died. And as we got the call, our small group showed up and we spent the whole day with them. Our pastors were there. And for the next two weeks, I think I was at their house more than I was at my own. And as she was holding her infant who had passed away, Christy looked at me and said, how are we going to do this? And I said, I don't know, Christy, but I know we're going to do it together. When things go wrong, I call my people. Oftentimes I go down the hallway because I work with my husband, (laughs) and he's right there. Or I text my best friend, and I ask for help. About a week and a half ago, we had an event in the gym, and here we did a Christmas in Bethlehem event. And families came. And there was an opportunity to take your picture with Jesus in the manger. And little Nora, who's 17 months old, had her picture taken. And then she took baby Jesus out of the manger, and she proceeded to take baby Jesus with her for the rest of the day. 17-month-old Nora gets it. We are not intended to be alone in this life. The good news today is that you never have to be alone. You never have to be alone. Some of us may have forgotten that. Those of us who say, oh yeah, I know the Jesus story. I get it. Even I believe it and Jesus is my king. But maybe you need a refreshment today of the truth that God is not just with you, but he is alive in you. And maybe for others of you, have you ever believed it? Have you ever said, I trust that Jesus is enough for me. And he is going to be my person. You can trust Jesus. He can be your person because he is sinless. He is God. The conversation that happened in the heavens, I don't know how that all went down. But I do know that God made the decision. 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is perfect and sinless, and he is God, but he is also human. Or I should say, and, he is also human. He knows exactly what it's like to be a human. He doesn't just say to you, oh, I get that, and he doesn't really. He was a human, so when he says, I am with you, you have a person who gets it, who is always with you and alive in you. Perhaps for some of you, you are missing that person. And I would challenge you today, perhaps for the first time, to call on Jesus to be your Emmanuel. God with you, and not just with you, but alive in you through the Spirit. Listen to Matthew 1 as I finish. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together... She was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. So this Christmas, whether it's a new and a fresh or for the first time, consider Jesus, Emmanuel. Amen.